0: Hey, a quick reminder. We would love to hear from you about your best summer travel stories. Give us a call and tell us about the places you went, the people that you have met, the things that you learned while traveling. Uh, You can record a voice memo and email it to us at hello at atlasobscura.com or call us and leave a message at 315-992-7902. Looking forward to hearing from you. Seventy-one, one ninety-four, 194, 1,701. What do you hear? If you're hearing a string of random numbers, you aren't hearing what's really there. 1,629, 48, 94. Hidden in those numbers is the exact location of thousands of pounds of gold, silver, and jewels. Around $60 million worth, to be exact. 200 years ago, in Bedford County, Virginia, a mysterious figure named Thomas Jefferson Beale buried this treasure. He left behind a series of documents, three papers, each one covered in a series of numbers. The map to the treasure was in those numbers. We know this because one of the codes has already been broken. 604, Over the last century and a half, the effort to break those numerical codes and the search for Beale's treasure has been one of the longest, costliest treasure hunts in American history. The world's top spies and its craftiest treasure hunters have all tried to crack the code. Even the world's top code breakers have said that with the right insight, the right key, even a kid in middle school could solve the mystery. All they have to do is decode 341, those numbers. 975, 14, 40, 64, 27, 81, I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Grab your pickaxes, your shovels, and your code-breaking supercomputers. Because today, we're going to Bedford County, Virginia, to find the Beale treasure, or die trying. After this. For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail, from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. In January of 1820, a mysterious figure with, quote, jet-black eyes and hair of the same color checked himself into the Washington House, an expensive inn in Virginia. This tall, tanned figure was described by the hotel owner as the handsomest man he had ever seen, one Thomas Jefferson Beale. Beale looked as if he had been doing hard work under the sun, But said nothing about where he had been. One day, at the end of his second winter stay in the inn, Thomas Jefferson Beale gave the hotel owner a small iron lockbox containing some papers of value and importance and asked him to keep it safe. Robert Morris, the hotel owner, thought nothing of it until he received a letter later that year. My esteemed friend, With regard to the box left in your charge, I have a few words to say, and if you will permit me, give you some instructions concerning it. It contains papers vitally affecting the fortunes of myself and many others engaged in business with me. And in the event of my death, its loss might be irreparable. You will therefore see the necessity of guarding it with vigilance and care to prevent so great a catastrophe. It also contains some letters addressed to yourself, and which will be necessary to enlighten you concerning the business in which we are engaged, should none of us ever return. You will please preserve carefully the box for a period of ten years from the date of this letter, and if I or no one with authority from me during that time demands its restoration, you will open it. The hotel owner stashed the box and didn't think much of it, but twenty years later, he finally cracked it open. Inside, he found a story. While out hunting buffalo and avoiding savage grizzly bears in Nuevo Mexico, Thomas Jefferson Beale and his hunting party had, quote, encamped in a small ravine some 250 or 300 miles to the north of Santa Fe when one of the men discovered, in a cleft of the rocks, something that had the appearance of gold. Over the course of the next two years, Beale said he worked under the sun alongside a group of other adventurers mining the valuable gold and silver ore from the New Mexico rock. According to Beale, they took an astonishing four tons of it. Knowing the territorial government might claim it, Beale transported the treasure back to Virginia and buried it in a secret location, the location of which was recorded in one place and one place only encoded in numbers on three sheets of paper. Paper 1 contained the secret location of the treasure. Paper 2 explained the contents of the treasure. And Paper 3 held the names of the rightful recipients of the treasure. The three papers innkeeper Robert Morris now held. He just needed to decipher them. 131, 234... Three hundred and The hotel owner spent the last 20 years of his life trying and failing to decipher the mysterious pages before passing the codes and letters on to a friend. The only reason we know about the treasure now is because the codes and letters were published as a slim pamphlet called the Beale Letters in 1885. The pamphlet, however, contained a major revelation. It reported that an unnamed treasure seeker had succeeded in cracking one of the ciphers. And the secret key to cracking it had been in front of everyone the entire time. The clue could be found in Thomas Jefferson Beale's name. The code was the U.S. Declaration of Independence. Eat your heart out, Nicolas Cage. When. One. In. Two. The. Three. Course. Four. Of five, human six, events seven, and so on. If you number all 1320 words in the Declaration of Independence and use the number as the first letter of each word, you can write an almost unbreakable code. What makes it so wickedly hard to solve is that W might be number one for when, or it might be number 528 for without. Without the key, cracking it is almost impossible. The translated text of paper number two held the inventory of the treasure. Thousands of pounds of gold, thousands of pounds of silver, heaps of jewels. And it goes on to note that paper number one describes the exact locality of the vault so that no difficulty will be had in finding it. Difficulty doesn't even begin to describe it. In the over 136 years since the Beale papers were published, neither of the other two ciphers have ever been broken, and so far, the treasure has yet to be found. But people have definitely been trying. Part of what makes hunting Beale's treasure so attractive, besides the tantalizing puzzle, is an unusual Virginia state law that says that any treasure dug out of the ground is the property of whoever finds it, even if it's on private property. Find some gold bars under the county courthouse? They're yours. Find a diamond in your neighbor's soup bowl? Yours. The most ambitious treasure hunters have used helicopters to survey the land, huge backhoes to dig enormous pits, and dynamite to blast holes in the ground. Locals in the area have been known to take pot shots at snooping treasure hunters, and the treasure is shrouded in tragedy. People have abandoned their families to seek the treasure. They've spent sizable fortunes searching for it. If all the money spent looking for the Beale treasure was added up, it would be quite a find all on its own. But it's not just those with shovels who've been tormented. Mathematicians, spies, codebreakers have all spent decades trying to solve the Beale ciphers. They often regret having ever started. A World War II colonel who broke one of Japan's secret codes wrote... I've tried to the best of my ability and now must confess myself beaten. The cryptographer who started what would become the NSA spent years on the Beale ciphers. He never got anywhere. A researcher named Richard Greaves called investigating the ciphers possibly the worst decision I've ever made. And as one codebreaker put it, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I think it is real. But on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, I think it is a hoax. Millions in gold and silver. Mysterious figures disappearing, never to be seen again. Secret codes with only the most tantalizing one describing the treasure, solved using the Declaration of Independence. If you're wondering if this all adds up to reality, you aren't alone. So before we find ourselves out there in Bedford County, under the moonlight with a pickaxe, let's stop for a moment and ask ourselves some questions. One obvious question is why didn't any of the other men who supposedly helped dig up the treasure ever show up to claim it? Then there's the question of Beale himself. There's just not a lot of solid evidence. He existed. Then again, an ex-CIA agent who became obsessed with the Beale treasure found a record for one Thomas Beale in St. Louis just around the time Beale said in a letter he was there trading gold for jewels. There is, however, a very simple possible explanation, and culprit, the printer of the Beale Papers, a simple family man named James Ward, who may have made it all up. Ward was loved and respected by his family and friends, and the papers may have been little more than an innocent joke that got out of hand. Maybe Ward was hoping to make a little money by selling the clever pamphlets for 50 cents apiece while giving people a tantalizing story. And there is some evidence that Ward realized his mistake soon after he published the Beale papers. Shortly after releasing the pamphlet, he stopped selling it, claiming the rest had burned in a fire. Buried in the text of the pamphlet itself was a warning from Robert Morris, the hotel owner. It reads, Before giving the papers to the public, I would give them a little advice acquired by bitter experience. It is to devote only such time as can be spared from your legitimate business to the task. And if you can spare no time, let the matter alone. Unfortunately, for those that go looking, people can't seem to let the matter alone. If it is a hoax, James Ward simply didn't realize the power of an unsolvable puzzle, an escape room with no escape. People continue to search for the treasure and to try and break the ciphers to this day. The codes provide a particularly appealing challenge to computer scientists. In 2014, two PhD students were able to teach a computer to solve cipher number two. The computer solved it using sheer computational power and took around 30 hours to break it. But this was the one that had already previously been solved using the Declaration of Independence. So far, the computer's got nowhere with ciphers one or three. 16, 80, 121, 67, 95, 122, 206. Even with the evidence that the treasure might not exist, treasure hunters and code breakers can't seem to stay away. The hope of finding the treasure is so dazzling, and the challenge of cracking the code so tantalizing that even those who know better can't seem to help but try. And so here we all are, listening to a string of of incomprehensible numbers over 130 years after they were first published. 218, 1164, 1496, Once cracked, perhaps the Beale ciphers will simply read, Gotcha. Or then again, maybe the treasure is real, and maybe it's waiting for you. Podcast is a co-production of Alice Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Tracy Samuelson, Manolo Morales, Camille Mojica, Chinanya Onike, Maddie Weinberg, John Delore, Peter Clowney. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed by Chris Naka and mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall, and I'm. Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days.